Welcome to Compression, the quest to $100 million in just one year. Join me, your host, Logan Freeman, in this one-of-a-kind interactive podcast experience where I am on a quest to compress three years of achievement and production into 12 months. And no, the answer is not to just work harder. I'm bringing you not only ideas and concepts that are complete at the theoretical level, but they're also effective at the applied level. Look guys, knowledge is not power. It is potential power. Knowledge plus massive strategic action equals power. We're talking about strategy, systems, accountability, all in real time. This is Compression. And we're back. Another episode of the Confession Podcast. Maybe you guys will get tired of hearing us say that, but I like it, man. <laughs> it, 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 it's like we're, we're just hitting, like we're in, the, we're in the garage, man, and we got the anvil, and we got the metal, and we're just beating the sword. And it's been one of those weeks, man. Yeah. Logan, you, you've been fighting the good fight and trying to make a, a real impact and move things forward. And I think it's one of those places where you, where you realize like, man, I could just push and push and push and beat my head against the wall. I can take a step back and reflect and yep. see things from a different perspective. And so this is going to be one of those episodes where we're not just beating our chest and talking about the successes, but we're going to talk about the real experience of an operator. That's right. You know, a lot of people don't want you to know how the sausage is made because they believe that lose credibility in that and so logan's decided to take the other approach and Mm -hmm. he's gonna let you in and give you a sneak peek on what's happening in his world and the challenges that come with running a big apartment portfolio so logan that's kind of a a dim teaser to come into this thing but how are you brother (laughs) i'm I'm doing well man and i i love the it's like a trigger every time we say welcome back because I, I can't believe, you know, seven days ago already has has passed since the last time we had our episode, man. I mean, it's just like, boom, and then it, there it is again. And it's like, holy cow, the days just go by so quick. And that's I mean, it's a it's like a perspective shift and a reminder every time that, man, if you're not intentional about what you're doing, time just gets lost. You know, it just goes away. And uh, what we're talking about here today and in, in, in the intentionality is. Is very simple, you know. Uh, what we're trying to accomplish is not easy. What you, what, what business owners and entrepreneurs try to do, is not easy, you know. And and on the back end of most businesses, uh, from a marketing and sales standpoint, on the front end, on the back end is operations, and everything that goes with it. And um, the operations piece is where the sausage is made. It's where the brilliance is created, and it's where the value is for your investors. Uh, it's too many people, I think, focus solely on you know sales and marketing which is super important it is if you don't know those skills you got to learn them but uh where you really build a business and what is scalable and what is the the value that you're creating is being able to do what you say you're going to do and sometimes uh most times i think especially with you know businesses of, of our scale there's going to be challenges and how you overcome those challenges is 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 what we're talking about today one of the main things for me is, you know, in real time, my focus and uh, goals and things have to shift 
sometimes because of the challenges that arise. And so, yeah, I have all these plans of doing X, Y, and Z, but when things come up, how do you deal with the, the A, B, and C challenges that then present themselves right when you're trying to do X, Y, and Z? And how do you, uh, how do you deal with that? And how do you stay congruent? That's the challenge that I've, I've had, you know, to deal with this week. And, and mostly it's here guys, it's up, it's up in my head, you know, most of it. And, um, you know, part of it is in what we're going to talk about is, and I sent Jerome a, a text message earlier this week. I said, you know, my, here's my main struggle this week, you know, and, and really it's the congruence piece because, you know, if you guys remember, well, I know Jerome remembers last December, I, there was some congruency issues that needed to be fixed. And to the point of like, is this the right thing to even be doing? Like, are we the right people to do this? You know, like, <laughs> holy cow, it's either, it's either fix it or die, you know, and, and we fixed it. And I think that comes up, you know, every year, especially as you have a, another big year and, I was talking to somebody earlier this week and just say, simply said, you know, we bought a lot of apartments last year, you know, to the tune of about a thousand units. Well, you know, I look at what we've done this year and, it's, you know, six projects and in a hard marketplace and added another 400 units and in a commercial property and, and seven employees, like, holy cow. Um, so there's going to be new challenges. So the first step for me was always just being self-aware. And if I can't name what I'm feeling, I can't tame it. And uh, this is where fear comes in, right? This is where fear and anxiety can rear its ugly head if you're not willing to, to, to basically step back into it and deal with it. And then that's what I've been doing this, this week. And it's not fear from like, I'm scared of what's going on. It's, that's just a feeling that comes from everything that's, that's happening and how you, how you decide to deal with it and interpret it is, is where the gold is. And that's what we're kind of covering today. So I'm doing pretty well, man. Um, I was supposed to be in Warrensburg today, uh, playing, um, catching up with one of our, um, our investors. And then his son, who was the best man in my wedding. Haven't seen him in, you know, over two and a half years. And, you know, God had a different plan because of all the rain, but we've, we've got in Kansas city and the weather. And so unfortunately not going to be able to do that, but looking at that opportunity to say, Hey, I got some time back in the schedule and, and how do I use it the right way? So, um, I've got a lot of things to accomplish today and, and the rest of the weekend, but, um, you know, it's been a big week from a self-reflection standpoint and making sure that, um, you know, I'm staying on track. So <laughs> picking up golf is really giving you opportunity to do some relationship building, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it really it has. Man. We talked about taking time off last week and, or maybe, I don't know if we talked about it via text or talked about it on the show, but probably just text. Taking, yeah. We, you took more time off this year. You made more money. And you've picked up golf, which, I mean, some of it's relationship building, but some of it, it really is reflection and leisure. So, yes. you know, again, we're, we're not just working harder to compress the time. Right. We're, we're using leverage and enjoying a little bit more life. So the text you sent said, I'm starting to drop balls and miss opportunities. <laughs> and anytime a message starts that way, you know, the old antennas start poking up and we're mm-hmm. let's go to work. It's time to get some things fixed. Right. And a- absolutely you know, that, that, that grabbed my attention. And so what got you to the place where you felt like I've got to say this out loud. Yeah. Like, because there's always this like, boom, you just kind of get jabbed and you're like, Oh, 
that hurt. Like I thought I had it all. So what happened in your world that brought you to that realization? Yeah, it's a good question. And it was a couple things. The the first one being, you know, I'll, uh, I'll stay very intentional about the most valuable priorities and things I need to, to get accomplished. And I'm really good at understanding what those are in the week. Um, but what's ha- what happened was, you know, I, I get my head down at 10 o'clock, I'd look up and it's three and I'm, I've worked on those things, which is important for the day, but everything else is starting to stack up emails, texts, phone calls, voicemails, uh, meetings that need to be scheduled. All of that is, is not being addressed. And so, um, I've always been able to find time previously uh, to kind of get out and and focus on that stuff and, and make sure that stuff's getting happened. But when new projects come online, when changes happen within the company in relation to personnel, um, when new uh, initiatives are put in, then you know you you have to find a, a balance between doing that stuff and then also staying uh, on top of servicing everything else. And so what I started to notice was. You know, at the beginning of the week, email was at 200, you, you know, and then by Wednesday is at 275 and by Thursday it's at 350 and then at fr- by Friday it's at 400 and I'm, I'm not being and it's every week. The last three weeks, it is compounded on top of each other. And so I did a quick kind of analysis of the inbox and saying, OK, these aren't just like marketing messages from people. These are replies that are being dropped and. Uh, really what happened was that part. And then the second piece was, you know, two key meetings um, that I, I had in person uh, that required people uh, for us to actually go meet or people to come from a different state um, were miscommunicated and uh, and missed. And, uh, and so um, really what happened was, man, I, I was not being able to stay on top of the calendar. And so, um, you know, these key meetings that I thought were taken care of or rescheduled or communicated the right way were not. And so then I had to take a step back and say, well, where's the where's the roadblock? Where's the bottleneck? And I I realized it was me. It was me and, and, and the communication that I had either had or not had or didn't have time to look at and make sure I was getting ahead of uh, created those bottlenecks. So those are the two things that kind of happened, man. It was two missed meetings that were were, were key. And then also um, realizing that everything else from a communication standpoint is starting to kind of stack up because I'm, I'm heads down and focused on the most valuable priorities. Okay. And so I guess it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever Lee started, you, you're like, I need to get him trained up, man. And so because that was going to relieve the most pressure for you yep. on what we believe is probably the most important piece, which is investor relations. And right. so you've been doing that. I mean, you guys have been spending a lot of time together and it's kept you from doing some other things. Um, was it the right decision in hindsight? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it is. I think what I grossly underestimated was, you know, the timing of it because you know, he came on board, I was out of town and then I was, you know, out of the office for a week. And so, you know, whenever I sent that text message to you and, and I communicated the struggle with, with the, the team, it was, it was, uh, I wasn't realizing that, you know, um, well, what did you do last week and what did you do the week before? Well, really? Yeah. He's been here for a month, but really you've only spent about a week 
with him. And so he's not going to be trained up to the point. And so what happened this week and last week was, uh, well, mostly this, this, just this week was, you know, I, uh, I'm basically playing catch up from being out of the office for a week, which I understand now. And then also the week before, um, you know, being at a conference and, and not being available. So he lost kind of two weeks on being able to be trained up to where we needed to go. And we're building new things such as this marketing automation in regards to uh, new launches on, on active campaign. And so that's, that's new as well. And so I think it was absolutely the right move, but I grossly underestimated the time that I was going to have to be able to get him trained up. And so um, that's, I think that was kind of the, the biggest piece to the puzzle that I had to, you know, realize and, and to get okay with. And, and I'm, I'm there. Um, but it doesn't, it still doesn't change the fact of, you know, the, the specifics that I sent you on, on yeah. what I thought were actually, uh, the balls that were being dropped. So now looking forward with that experience in your back pocket, is it, is it realistic for you to do what you've been doing? Or do we need to change the structure, right? Is there an infrastructure issue? Do do we need somebody truly managing your calendar? We, do we need somebody going through your email and pulling out the things that are absolutely need to be responded to right now and the things that can wait till Saturday morning? I think I think that's the I think that's the key is I, I think there needs to be a dedicated resource to uh, somebody dealing with all of the scheduling that I have in regards to investor calls, in regards to in-person meetings, and in regards to podcast schedulings, and then and then the actual emails itself. So um, I, I think what this is this exercise has showed me is that we do not have the uh, the right infrastructure in regards to the admin piece that is needed to stay on top of, of that part of the business. And so I've got kind of a, an idea of how to solve that, but I'm wondering if the best way to do this, and I haven't done this in the past, is, is having a dedicated virtual assistant um, because, you know, uh, Crystal just is, is uh, not uh, able to do everything that we need because she's wearing so many other hats in the business. So I'm wondering if there's somebody that can be virtual that can, can completely focus just on scheduling and um, email management, which obviously are two things that should be able to be, you know, virtual. I don't know if I've been reluctant to do that or if I just haven't, uh, haven't made the decision to do that, but I, I'm, I think we're to a point where that needs to be, uh, that needs to be taken care of. And I got to find a resource to, to kind of handle that. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's a meaningful investment, but if you don't make the investment, what do you, what do you risk losing? Well, we, we risk, you know, the opportunity to continue to have the same type of impact and, um, you know, continue to stay on top of all the new opportunities. Um, honestly, I think that the, and that's where the, that's what's grown our business up to this point. So, um, you know, We've we've done a good job of all of the calls that I've been on recently. Um, Lee has been on to hear and, and to be able to handle a lot of those. And, you know, a lot of the new investor inquiries will be completely uh, focused on on. He'll be focused on those, which is good. But 
there's starting to be a new bucket of of uh, opportunities, which is something to be self-aware of, right? Is, you know, the, these are new opportunities that are now presenting themselves because of what we've done in the past. And so it's not just, um, you know, the same influx that we had six months ago because we have the advertising campaigns going, we have the the PR kind of going, we've got all these different things. So now it's more. And so that is, is what's being missed is because, you know, we were able to handle it kind of in the past because it wasn't as much Well, we threw fire on that. And then now there's also new opportunities coming because that I didn't foresee just because of what we've done in the, in the industry. And, and this, this comes down to, you know, business journal articles. It comes down to LinkedIn. I'm catching fire on LinkedIn. It comes down to referrals, all of that. And the network building piece that we talked about four months ago, three months ago, I've been really focused on that. And so I put fire on, on all of those pieces of the business, which is creating new opportunities, but I don't have the right system to, to, to follow up and, and stay on top of them. You always break systems when you grow, right? Because it was working four months ago. Right. And, you know, if you go seven months back, you're just like, we might be overstaffed. Mm-hmm. But this is, uh, you got a track record of this, man, in case you, you don't remember. I mean, it's, you always overfill the funnel, right? Right. Like you cram so much into the funnel because you don't know what's going to come through. That's right. And I, I remember it's probably four months, four weeks ago when you looked and you're like, I don't know if we're going to make it to a hundred. And the color kind of drained from your face <laughs> and the switch went on and I, I knew where what was going to happen on the other side of that and there were some other things that were already working with the marketing company and so on and so forth but when you when you lock in on the goal you're going to put it all in you're just going to pour 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 and right until it overflows and then people basically you're making people scream for mercy is what's going to happen it, mm-hmm. it happens with every business that you've been in so that's uh but i I think that's okay as long as we only inconvenience people temporarily right somebody coming into town and not being able to meet with them doesn't work right right? and so that that'll get your attention quick so you know do we still need all the focus on the marketing right now i don't know right so you've got over 25 podcasts you need to schedule probably not going to get done in 2021 right no not and, not, not even happening and i mean I, we probably should just tell people that right so that there's not a ping and it's like oh you know first quarter you know maybe we'll get back to it if things slow down a little bit but you know we're just overwhelmed there yeah the the thing that i want to you know, we talked about the funnel, right? The delegation funnel, right? And so the eliminate, delegate, and eliminate. And so are there some things we're doing that we shouldn't be? Yeah. I mean, that's what I took a look at. And, you know, I think that uh, there is, and most of it is first calls still. And it's because uh, Lee has to be on those first calls so he can hear those and be involved in them. Um, but I was on probably four to six new calls this week that 
uh, probably took up two to, th- I'd say probably three hours of my, of my week that either could have been redirected to, you know, delegating the inbox or the other things that I was on and, you know, they didn't really pan out to be anything. And so, um, you know, I think that that's the number one piece is, uh, what is the least path of resistance to getting Lee ready to do all of those calls without me? Right. Um, so that's number one. And uh, the second thing is, is, you know, I, I have, uh, I've done a good job of, of being able to, uh, focus on kind of these strategic initiatives, but, um, you know, things like raising the fund, things like, um, you, you know, going into different asset classes, priming the investors, uh, for that stuff. I, I think those, I think what happens with me is I focus on those and then I have what I want to create. Um, but then, you know, it's not the right time, uh, necessarily, or it has to be planned out in more, in more detail. Um, one of the realizations was, you know, this week, I, I found that, you know, last year I could just focus my time on something and then get it out. Well, now, you know, with 10 employees, with people that want to put input and that you're going to be delegating, they don't operate in the same headspace that I do in regards to that. They need time to di- to, to dissect it, to think through it, uh, to give their input. And that's so projects take longer now. New projects take longer now because I'm getting other people's input but also because I'm delegating and I'm not just putting my head down and doing that. So, yeah, I think that uh, those are the two things that I, I felt were kind of exacerbated this week was, you know, I'll uh, have a new idea and then, you know, pass it along to the team, but they're already working on stuff. So it's like, and I don't want to lead them in the wrong way. Right. Like I don't want to take them off of what they're doing because I've already given them something and say, Hey, also, I want to do this right now, you know? So I think it's an evolution as a leader for me as well is thinking through how to delegate in the right way, um, automate for sure. Uh, we're getting that going and then eliminate is another thing that I, I, I've got to do. And so the elimination comes through having Lee trained up. So we've got that taken care of. So I know where I got to focus on there. What's the least passive resistance to get him up and going on that automate we're putting that in place right now with a lot of the different funnels that we've created and then delegate is I think where the piece that I've got to really level up on man is how to delegate effectively and efficiently and not, uh, and not pull people off of what they're doing to say, Hey, focus on this right now. And so I remember listening to Mark's talking about the three levels of delegation. So I went back and kind of thought through that and, and um, you know, and, and I remember him talking about the, the getting, uh, getting things done system. And so a lot of the things that I do, or I send to my team, I realized where this, it was in the someday maybe bucket. But when I sent it to them, it felt like it was right now, no matter what bucket, and that's incorrect. And so I, I said, Hey, Lee, Allison, let's put a Monday board or a project management board together just to capture these things. Two of my top talents are your learner and input. And so I'm always going to be sending you things, but I'm now going to say, Hey, when I send this to you, drop it on this other board and we'll evaluate that once a month instead of you stopping everything that you're doing and then going and focusing on that. I hope that makes sense. It does. And you know, when folks are new on the team, they're usually eager to please. And so they try to do everything. Right. right. And 
communication styles unless you're explicitly like super intentional about what you're trying to communicate it can get lost in the sauce because everybody's trying to be cordial the thing with lee you know the, that final step to get him comfortable and on his way is what are the key questions that he needs answered to when he gets done with that call that's and right i'm not saying a script per se although scripts were depending on the person but you know what what do we need to know what do we absolutely need to have in order to make a decision on what happens with the person that we're on the line with. The other thing that I think super important is the quicker you can get away from 25 and $50,000 investors, the better off we're gonna be because yep. we're able to let somebody else get some experience with those folks. And the folks that need the white gloves, we, we can do that at a really high level. And um, it, it will also, I think, raise your desirability it's, it's kind of difficult to get on logan it's really difficult to get on logan's calendar but i think it just goes to a different level and the level of investment that people are making i think will increase just for that access yeah um, i agree I, I think that's exactly right um what i've struggled with on on letting the first calls go was and i have to get over this is you know the secret sauce has always been me you know, knowing where to take that call, uh, how to stand out, not just asking, you know, the typical questions, building rapport. And like you mentioned, you know, if it's somebody that's not putting a hundred thousand plus, you know, with us, you got to be okay with letting somebody else kind of own that. And, and you may miss five or six or 10 opportunities with those smaller investors because you're not on them. But once he gets to the point where he can you know, communicate in the same level that I, or at least to a level that will get us to the next step, I have to be all right with that. And that's, that's been a part of that. I, I haven't been able to delegate. Yeah. I mean, the close rate may not be the same in the beginning, right? But this is all he's doing, brother. Like you're, you're, you're finding deals, right? You, you're running marketing. You're, I mean, I could keep going down the list. The, the great part about this for him, for the most part is this inside sales. These folks are coming into you. Right. You know, I, I remember probably 18 months ago when you were calling people, cold call. Yep. Right. Trying to get people to talk to you about the thing. And no, we're, we're talking about inbound leads from people who are doing their first, second, maybe third deal. They're getting education. They don't have a whole lot to compare it against. And honestly, I think people don't really care if the message comes from you or somebody else, as long as they get it in a timely manner. Yep. And so even if he's only 80% as effective as you in the beginning, I think because he's available and interested that it's going to have a positive impact and reflect what the brand actually is, which yeah. is responsive people who are doing the right thing for the right reasons and value the people who are coming into the space with you and trusting you with the capital, because I think that's the highest level, right? We, we put your capital above ours. We, we believe that it's, you know, sacred and we want to make sure that you have a great experience. And the majority of that experience is really tied to communication yes, and the ability to get to people when they need to, if they're uncomfortable. Uh, and with that said, right, the smaller investors are the ones that need the most time. Mm -hmm. they, they want the most time. They don't need the most time, but they want the most time. It's a bigger percentage of their net worth. And so you servicing those folks is never going to be practical. Yeah, it's not going to be practical.
So, you know, I, we got to figure out what Lee needs to know when he walks out of the call. And then you can quarterback him after he gets done, right? He can come ask the questions. You can make sure that he's got what he needs. And, you know, those three hours condense to 30 minutes, we hope, you know? Absolutely. Well, I got some clarity on this. Um, is I think I'm making things too complicated. Um, I, I, and I'm also, I also have to get better at delegating. So that's the two notes that I just wrote down was don't make it complicated. Keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> you know, the old kiss methodology, be willing to iterate the process, especially when it comes to the automation, but it doesn't need to be perfect day one. And what's the minimum viable product that you need to get out there to get it testing and we can pivot on it later. I think what I've done is, is I wanted to get it perfect before we, we let that go. And, and I'm, I'm seeing that now it is I'm making things too complicated and we just need to get something going and then iterate on it as we, as we move forward. Uh, and then I have to get better at delegating. And so um, and, and delegating is is communication, right? And, and it's the way that I communicate. And these are new folks that I'm, I'm starting to integrate into my daily life. So I have to be able to make sure they understand what I'm what I'm thinking and what I'm trying to say all the time and the priorities. And so what I've done with Lee is I, I said, hey, this week, I want to create a Monday board a project management board for us that says, what are weekly? What are monthly? What are someday maybe? learning and growth, and then, um, you know, uh, key strategic in initiatives. So I have all five of those things broken down now. Instead of just using Slack to send messages, I have to do a better job of getting on Monday and just adding them to the right board. And I think that's a key to the delegation. Same with Allison, is making sure that I utilize the, the project management software that we've got put them in the right buckets so they understand where their priorities need to be and then continuing to check in. I feel like I've got a better understanding of how to do that now. And then also, you know, keeping it simple and not, and not making it too complicated where we don't get something out there. Cause then it's just going to start piling up like it is right now. Those are two key, key learnings that I've just, I've just come through as we've been talking through this, man. So let's talk about the deals that are sitting in your inbox. Yep. Um, you know, you're you're chasing the money and you're chasing the deals. That's tough, man. And you know, you guys made some staffing changes, which even amplified or exacerbated that. Yep. So, what's the right answer? Is it having somebody else review it that's got more time? Is yep. it is because if you're focused, you, you got a couple of raises coming you got the fun coming like you got brokerage working you you pushed that off your plate yep. and then you started these other things and now it's back right we don't play fetch right that's right <laughs> when you throw the ball it's supposed to stay gone we, yep. we don't want it back so we're and you don't have to say it here right because you still got to work through the internal conversations but where can that go yeah stay for eternity and I, it's he who has the deals controls their destiny so giving that up 
is not exciting. But <clears throat> if you're going to build out a marketing machine, an iconic marketing machine, then you're going to that's going to be able to do five and ten and twenty million dollar raises. I don't know that you can focus on both. I don't think you can feed the pipeline, at least not as a primary responsibility. Yep. So um, great question. And this is a part of delegation that's been beautiful. So um, uh, Matt is our asset management associate, and um, we've now integrated a new dashboard um, and process for new deals. And I didn't touch this at all. So Corey led this initiative and is running point on it, which is incredible. Uh, but basically the process now is when a new project comes in, we have a an acquisitions at ftwinvestmentsllc.com email that Matt is is uh, you know reviewing on a weekly basis. We send everything to that email. It gets put onto our Monday board. And then after we put it onto our Monday board, our underwriting team comes on and they put the first analysis together for us. When that's completed, it then goes down to a new bucket that says FTW to model and to review. And so, uh, and then obviously we have a weekly investment committee where we review all of those projects and then we figure out, okay, which ones are we going to write LOIs on, which ones are going to a different bucket. So um, we've integrated IAG who's doing our calls and bringing us new deals in the different markets uh, with iSource, who's our underwriting team. And then Matt is, is, is running point on getting those on the Monday board ready for us to evaluate on a weekly basis. So I'm not touching that at all. There's a process, there's a team that's managing it, um, and we have resources behind it. So I feel actually really, really good about it. What my comment was, was I'm missing opportunities on deals because I'm not sending them because I'm not getting in my inbox. And so that was the main issue was they're sitting there. People are re replying to me asking for feedback. And I'm not getting them feedback because I'm not checking or, or it gets buried in the inbox. So the actual process for evaluating new deals is, is underway and is working really well. Um, it just goes back to me uh, being the, the, the challenge or the roadblock or the bottleneck, whatever, um, in, in the inbox piece. So I think if I can get that fixed, then the, the new, we won't be missing opportunities on the new deals piece. Love it. So, and that's not something. That's probably not something you can delegate when people are, well, I, I don't know. If people are asking FTW if they're interested in a deal, should they be asking you or should they be asking somebody else? Yep. I think I, somebody, me, somebody needs to, to be responding to them because I have the relationships, right? That's where they're coming from is the relationships. It's coming from yeah. the different groups I'm a part of or different owners that I know. Um, but I can make the first email and have the conversation. Um, but then somebody needs to be making sure that when that data does come in, it's getting to the team so we can actually get it into the process. Um, absolutely. I need to play Rainmaker up top, but then have a system that allows people to work underneath that. And we have that system other than just me still being the, the, the bottleneck in regards to actually responding and getting the data to where it needs to go. So, I mean, what's the next step? What, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Well, so here's here's my two things is is I have to commit to delegating in a better way. Um, and I have to commit to keeping it simple and not overcomplicating things. Those are the first two things. I actually think if I can do those two things right, I will have, um, you know, more free time 
to be able to figure out the actual inbox management and, and scheduling. I'm a little hesitant to hire a virtual assistant right now, only because I know that we may be bringing that uh, resource in very soon to be able to handle what I've got going on. So that just comes down to a timing uh, and resource piece on, hey, okay, for the next two months, can I actually figure this out while we get this person hired or do I need somebody right now? Um, so that's 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 how what I'm going to do. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I got to commit to doing the the delegation better and I've got to commit to keeping it simple. And then I have to figure out uh, what the best option is in regards to email management and, and Calendly. What I, what I will say on that is a lot of people, well, let's just wait till the first quarter. You're talking about a pretty small investment of dollars in a time where things typically slow down, which gives you opportunity to get that situated so that when you get into 2022, it should run smooth. Yep. And instead of waiting until and do that in month one, spend a month onboarding it, and then working through whatever hiccups in addition to all the other things. Um, the other thing that's out here that I think is probably worth talking about just a little bit is time with staff, right? Every time you hire a new person, they want time with you. They need time with you if you're delegating stuff to them. And so is there a way to spend less time with people who you're not delegating things to and more time with those who you're delegating to so that they can work through the communication, right? As you improve your communication, as you get more comfortable with people, they'll be able to read your mind. The other piece of that though is if they don't, if they're not in proximity, that's not going to happen. It, right. it doesn't work through text or email or even the project management system. So is there opportunity to condense with people you're not de delegating to and invest more with that staff? Because when they feel like they're on an island and they feel like they got to figure it out on their own or you don't know what you want, so they don't know what to do, they get turned off really quickly. And then it's really hard to pull morale back and then you lose them. So you know, you've been ranting and raving about how good these folks are. We want to make sure that they're having a great experience. And yes. That investment of time is second to none. And then when they don't need it anymore. And I mean, like some people will get uncomfortable, like you're micromanaging me. Okay. If you got it, then come ask questions. For other people, they're like, I need you with me because I'm not sure about yeah. how to do this. And I think you want it a specific way. So help me get through the process so I do it once. And then a lot of this stuff is gonna be processed. It's gonna be over and over and over again. So we gotta make sure that we go to that, make that investment up front so that the back end comes out the way we want it to. Absolutely, sure man. That makes sense, but. I get it. I, I get it. I think that uh, that's absolutely correct. And it, it reminds me of like the the, the point being when new people start, it's going to be 150% more time up front. But if you do it the right way, it's going to give you that that same ROI on the back end. The thing with uh, and, and I had quarterly reviews with Allison and, and Lee. Lee's been with us only a month, so we didn't really do much. But with Allison, we, we learned some really great things. So one of the big pieces that we learned was uh, making sure that our team knows how to work and collaborate together. And so we've we reconfigured our Monday morning meeting 
and are implementing the next step of traction, um, the, the entrepreneur's uh, operating system. And so I think that's going to make everybody feel like they're on the same page that's at a director level or above. So uh, we have those key initiatives that everybody's kind of being collaborative on. They can bring challenges to, to that meeting. So making a big change on the Monday morning meeting to make everybody feel more collaborative is number one. And then number two, you know, is, is, is obviously, um, you, you know, just getting, getting Lee and, and Allison to a point where um, I can automate or sorry, I can delegate the right way and what they need. Lee's going to, I basically just come to the realization that he just need, and this week's been huge, right? I mean, we've spent, you know, 25 hours together this week. He just needs more of those weeks to see how I'm operating. And, and uh, so he can, he can feel comfortable on that. And so uh, I, I will do that as well, man. I think that's great. This has been huge for me uh, to get some clarity around, um, you know, the, the two things that uh, have really come to fruition is keeping it simple. Don't overcomplicate things, delegate in the right way. Um, and, and then finding an actual solution for um, the actual scheduling and, and email management thing is, is big uh, for me too. So I, I'm not necessarily clear on exactly the path for that yet, but I'm going to write my thoughts down after this. And I'm going to communicate those to the team and say, here are our two options. We can hire somebody internally that will take 90 days, or we can go get a solution right now um, that we can always plug into when we actually need. So uh, this has been, this has been crucial for me to, to walk through. And I hope people hear this and, and understand, you know, this is the, this is the back end of all the front end that everybody sees. And you have to understand that uh, this is, this is a big important part of it because it, it, the sales and marketing doesn't matter if you can't capitalize it on the back end. I think we got a plan, bro. Yeah, I think we do too, man. This has been big. I appreciate you running point today. Um, diving through this with me. And I'm going to leave us with a, a quote from Ryan Holiday's new book, Courage. And because I, I read this book multiple times, um, the, one thing I, I forgot to say is, you know, 12 months ago, I sat down and, and created a master your schedule document. And I'm working through that with Lee. Uh, we're going to have that in place with him by the end of the year. But I have to then go through this again. And so big push in December is, all right, man, how do we actually set up now that you've got three, four, five people that rely on you to be successful for the week? How do you set them up for success? And then how do you check in um, you know, later in the week and making sure that I still have time for everything else? So I'm stoked about getting into that and then implementing that system uh, as well. So I'll bring you guys alongside that at the end of October, which is right now, but we'll do it next week. We will do a, uh, a KPI check-in on, on the 90-day sprint on where we're at. So that's kind of the, the, the intentionality for the rest of the month. We'll do kind of a month in review, um, 60 days, 60 days. Uh, we got 20 mil to get done 60 days. That's a, you know, you divide 20 mil divided by 60 days. That's a lot every single day, boys and girls, but we're going to get it done. So here's the quote. You can't let fear rule because there's never been a person who did something that mattered without pissing people off. There has never been a change that was not met with doubts. There has never been a movement that was not marked. There was never a groundbreaking business that wasn't loudly predicted to fail. And there has never, ever been a time when the average opinion of faceless and accountable strangers should be valued above our own considerate judgment. 
And I tell you what, that that little excerpt from the book hit right at home for me this week when I picked it up and read it here uh, two days ago. So you can't let fear rule. Step back into it. Embrace the grind. Be self-aware and then be willing to communicate that, get feedback and make changes. That's how you compress time. Jerome, thank you so much, brother. Logan, one more thing. Make Lee create, document the process so there's an SOP so that when the next person comes on to expand your ever-growing investor relations division. Investor handbook is we can train created. There it is. Absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Compression. My mission for this show is to do my part in helping you crush your limiting beliefs, rise above mediocrity, and live as the best version of yourself. If you feel inclined, please share this show with someone who could benefit, someone who needs to hear this message. As always, please leave us a review wherever you're listening and connect and engage with me on LinkedIn and head on over to compressionpodcast.com where you can subscribe. And when you do, you're going to get access to my live goal tracker, resources to download that will help you along your own compression journey. And you're going to be able to stay up with the episodes. Until next time, we'll talk soon.